0: 48 hour art check best of podcast
1: we go live monday wednesday on youtube 9 p.m california time and you can join us there live in the chats or watch them later you can always check things out at coreycurcom slash 48hr we take the best conversations from those live streams and rip them and put them into this podcast
0: Today's topic is picked by our listeners in the chats. Uh, Abe Sapien in the chats wanted us to tackle the topic of the question that uh, he's looking into getting an art-type job and asked what is the key in landing said job. So um, before we kind of kick it off, I want to preface it with uh, depending on the art-type job. (laughs) So, I mean, we can speak for, like, the types of art jobs we've worked um but keep in mind that's our experience with like the type of art jobs i hire for like at my day job um and review portfolios for and stuff but that's a, a specific industry so um just wanted to hedge it before we get deep into the weeds i think most of us will be coming from uh experiencing graphic design or illustration um, and then Corey can kind of also touch on, I think, a little bit of marketing and the more creative uh, side of that as well and a creative department there, um, which I would say, like, there's there's a real art, too, as well. And then Corey, of course, can also talk about the art stuff as well. So, um, so yeah, so what do you guys think? Um, I, I Off the top of my head, I would say um, a lot of people kind of – Uh, it's kind of trendy online for people to say like, it doesn't matter what school you went to. It doesn't matter if you have a degree. It doesn't matter if you went to art school or anything like that. And I will say when I'm looking at resumes, um, if somebody has like an art degree, it definitely makes me look a little more careful at their work. Yeah. Um, It doesn't mean like somebody with an awesome portfolio, like not everybody on my staff has a degree. So that's, that's something to keep in mind too. Um so so it's not necessary but it does help. I mean because the market is so flooded that like you know junior positions are getting applications from people with like masters degrees in 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 graphic design and illustration and so it's like if it, it, it that first shot like the first thing the first people at a company that are usually going to look at your resume are HR <laughs> Not an art director and so and usually they'll kind of siphon out some of the stuff before it gets to the art director um, and so one thing you want to keep in mind is like that degree can be part of the siphoning process it, do- it doesn't mean it's necessary because if you really at the end of the day the key thing is is a is a strong portfolio um and an easy to access site that doesn't take ten years to load um, but but, yeah, I would say, like, having education or, like, vast experience um, are, are going to be, like, things that really help.
2: Yeah. Well, that might, you know, I don't know in Abe's case if this is his probably his first art job he's looking for. Yeah. So that might experience might not be the thing. I don't know what his background is. Um, I would definitely say, um, you know, portfolio trumps all. I mean, and, you know, know. so... The problem is how do you get your portfolio in front of people? Because most of the jobs that you're going to be applying for, and this is the part that I, if I was applying for a job just through some online method or something, they don't even give you a way to upload any samples. They want to look at your, which I think is totally ridiculous as far as for an art job. It's all they look at is, you know, first you have to, know get your resume so somehow you've got to for you know format your resume so it's attractive even though it's like it's just such a weird way to try to hire a creative because yeah i mean the work the work is is what's going to get your job and you know again um josh is in the position where he's somebody who hires artists but i would say and but and and education, you know, is great. And obviously, you know, I do have some some form of art education as well. Um, but I can I can tell you, I, I don't have a degree. I've got a couple certificates in advertising design and advertising production, which were so long ago they're probably not even relevant anymore. But um, but the you know, I've worked at every job I've worked at. I've worked alongside people who've spent you know close to hundreds of thousands of dollars on in our art education and they yeah. didn't, they didn't get paid any more than me. They didn't get. So um, it, it's, I think the art education is great for learning, but there's other ways you can learn, but 100%. yeah. But so the, the trick is you got to have a dynamite portfolio. And unfortunately I think uh, another big part of it, it, it really is who you know, or connections that can get you in the door because it is really hard to get past. I mean, these things that kind of scan resumes and do that, it just, it is just not, it's not, it doesn't make sense for creative positions. So, um, you really need to try to make inroads. And I would say, you know, a lot of things, a lot of places will post that, you know, well, don't don't call us or don't send things or whatever. But if, you, if there's any way you can work the system or get around that, because I mean, what's the worst that can happen? I mean, they can't fire you; you don't have the job. So yeah. maybe Josh doesn't want to hear this, but <laughs> as long as it's good <laughs> enough, because you don't want to be bold and not have anything to back it up. So yeah. first, you have, first, you have to start. First, you have to you know get get just a dynamite portfolio, something that's going to wow people. And if you and if you're at that point, then I think you can afford to kind of, you know, kind of, uh, you know, be a little bold with it and try to get in front of people's face, but it's, it really is connections and meeting people. I mean, I, I, you know, I've been doing this long enough that I know a lot of people, so I, I can, you know, if there's a job that opens up a lot of times, I'll like, Oh, I know a person or I know a person who knows a person that works there yeah. and I kind of make the call. Cause it, I mean, it's just the way, the way people hire, And a lot of times it's maybe it's just a, like a formality that they have to post jobs and Mm. already know who they're going to hire or they already, or they don't even use that. They kind of go through other other routes to try to find people. So it's a, you know, it really is. You're going to want to go to like networking things within creatives. If they're available, you want to, you want to just meet other creatives. You want to let other creatives know what you do. And actually I know, um, um, Abe is uh, is local here, where I live in Phoenix or thereabouts, the surrounding areas. And there there are things around here like Creative Connect, which is uh, you know if he, I think he's a little further away, but in central usually central Phoenix they have these kind of mixers that you can go to to talk to other creatives and things like that, and just whatever you have to do, whether you join like AIGA or yeah whatever you can do. And I don't know. I don't know what I've seen Abe's illustrations. I don't know if he has any kind of background in graphic design. I mean, an illustration job is really hard to come by. Is. Um, so um, So, so yeah. I don't know exactly what area. I know I'm talking a lot, but I, I'm, I'm wrapping it up right now. So I'll turn it back. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, no, the yeah. um, be, being willing to move like actually is good too. Um, yeah. Especially if you're looking for full-time illustration gig, um, because they're really few and far between. So if you're not looking to move, um, definitely like learning or brushing up on graphic design. If you're hoping for like an actual full-time art job, that's like in-house every business I've heard of now, including Disney, like who used to have really specialized positions more and more, they're really expecting people to pinch it and kind of be able to do everything. And so, um, the, you know, like what Corey's constantly doing where it's like animation and marketing and social media and illustration and design, it's like, you kind of, it doesn't hurt to have all those tools. Um, it, it, the, the one thing I would say to totally agree with Scott is, um, while I was starting with like the education thing, I, I, I don't want to. Hinge everything on that because, like I said, that that helps on the resume. That's like a first glance thing. And what Scott was describing is completely true. That it's run by algorithms, and uh, and unfortunately, like the market is flooded. And so, uh, an art director at like a small company like the one I work for, when we have a hiring position open, I'm sifting through about fifty portfolios a day, and like I don't have time to look at 50 portfolios. So I will start by just the first glance and look at their client list and like, and like Scott was just describing. First thing I look at is like, does the resume look cool? Because if, if it's somebody who didn't even design the resume, I'll also like, I know this is weird, but sometimes I'll pay a little bit of attention to the spelling on the resume. Like, did they, they spell check the resume? Cause if, <laughs>
2: sometimes I think that's pretty important. <laughs>
0: I mean if they didn't spell check their resume that like that actually shows me like okay well they can't even spell check their own resume so like do I want that person on my team where they aren't going to spell check their art you know like it's it it it's little things like that attention to detail and stuff but that's the blind approach the the most effective is literally knowing people and 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 being cool where you work so the second you land a job be nice to everyone at that job. Like not don't kiss their butt or anything, but like make sincere connections, be helpful to everyone. Cause if you do that, the second you're gone from that job, those people are your lifeline. And like um, those teams go elsewhere. Like Scott's described this. I've talked about it. It's like the creative industry is very fickle. And so like, especially in the LA area, like I have friends who've had like the sexiest jobs in the world. They've worked you know, they, they got like gigs doing like fun stuff, like working on metalocalypse and stuff. And that's the coolest job. I mean, I, I can't imagine anything more fun than doing art from metalocalypse or something like that, a small little indie animation company, but that's going to last you about a year and then you're laid off and then you have to go test at Nickelodeon. And if you were a jerk to everybody you were working with there, half those people are going to be working at Nickelodeon and the second they're like, oh, I see on their resume they worked with you. What were they like to work with? That's the first thing I ask. Like, if I, I if there's one person on my staff who worked with a, a person on my staff before from a previous company, and when we were considering that person for an interview, you bet I asked them, what were they like to work with? Is there, are there any red flags? Is there anything I should know? <laughs> You know what I mean? Because you don't want to, like, get in a situation where you're, like, hiring on, like, a toxic member to a team.
2: Like, and that goes both ways because I've I've uh, applied to places that I've known people worked at, and I reached out to them. And then they said, yeah, you don't want to work there. They're Yeah.
0: Good. <laughs> so. 100%. Yeah. And that's a good thing, too. Like, ask the people because half the time you might, like, be dying to get a job, and you might be walking into the lion's then, You know? So it's, like, it's a... Um, it's a weird thing, but I would say, like, that's the most effective is networking because, like, I you know, if I have a position open up and I have a friend who's out of work that I know can draw well and is reliable and professional, like, they're the first person I'm going to turn to and offer. Um, and that, that has nothing to do with, like, nepotism. It just has to do with, like, I know how they work. I know they're reliable. I know they can do the job. And I know they're cool people. Yeah. And it's like, who – who doesn't want to work with people in that kind of scenario. So that's, that's a huge one, but it is a tough thing. And I'm, it's a hard thing to answer because I feel really fortunate to have what I have because of the market right now. It's like it, it, it seeing it on the other side, it is really um, humbling and you, and you realize like how fortunate like anybody in creative is to have a full-time thing because it is, few and far between positions and like there's, there's a ton of people who want to do it. Yeah. Um, but that's where the portfolio that Scott was talking about comes, it comes in key. Yeah.
2: Like
0: I, said, I don't care if you went to like Harvard, which by the way, if you went to Harvard and you're applying for art, good luck. Um, Cause I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't even think they have a good art program. Um, <laughs> but, but my point is, it, you know, if you went to art center and you're like a heavy hitter and you've got like this, loaded resume of just these awesome clients and i go to your site and it looks terrible and the art you know has like anatomy issues and like tangents
2: and it's probably not gonna happen there are a few art center is one of them that's that though there are a few of those that that can basically get you the job based on i think just reputation alone and i don't think anyone that goes because art center you have to be accepted and i I haven't seen people that go to art
0: they're usually good but i will tell you i i've Literally passed up art center people, okay. okay. And 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 once again, it, it can look good on paper, but then you see the portfolio, and you're like, "Whoa!" Like, no, <laughs> like I don't care where you went. I don't care what your degree is, what your GPA was. Like, y- your art's bad. You know, I, I've and so,
1: got a I've got a master's from SCAD, and there were some people in a lot of my classes that were really impressive, and then there were some other people where I'm like, I hope you realize. I hope I hope your dad's rich or something because you, know, <laughs> you you are going into huge amounts of debt otherwise and and you and you're not there. Um, I I have a, I have a couple suggestions that are kind of a little oddball because my 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 track record is a little oddball. Um, so there are the traditional art jobs, and then there are the non-traditional jobs that no one really thinks about. And I want you yeah. to, I want you to think about um, every t- in in today's society every company needs to communicate visually, right? And so some of them are going to do that. Some of them are going to do that with stock and whatever else, right? But in every company that has, you know, more than more than 10 to 20 people that work for it, um, there's probably a media person or a group of media people that do kind of all of the stuff. And so there's a lot, of, I know people that they work like, I know a guy who he does, he does graphic design and programming for a company that makes doors. I know um, people that do graphic design for a company that um, tracks semi trucks and, and yeah. the routes that semi trucks go through. Um, I've got a really good friend who has a background in construction and art and went to art center and i um, like his dad was a cowboy. So he grew up on a kind of a ranch environment. So he knows how to like weld kind of cowboy style and that type of thing. So it's not like welding engineering, but like he can, he can build pretty much whatever. And he's like the guy that just makes stuff for this theater. So there's, yep. there's this theater that has like, you know, they put on plays, you know, three or four times a year. And he's the guy that's like, okay, during the show, I'm going to run the sound and the lights. Uh and then while everybody's practicing, I'm going to build the set and paint all the murals and do all the whatevers. Um, I, I mean, I, I built my whole career in these little shops where I was like the go-to person or my team yeah. were the go-to people to be able to do the stuff. And you would look at that stuff and where I worked. And one, you'll never have heard of them. And two, um, no one was impressed with my job. And three, I was making the same money as people that I know that are working at DreamWorks and Pixar and whatever else um, because it's just as valuable to a company that makes widgets that aren't impressive uh, to your friends and family um, that you can do graphic design and illustration and photography and video and whatever. And uh, you don't have to be the best filmmaker ever to shoot um, promotional product videos for um, you know, the website, you know, or to be able to like photograph stuff for the catalog, like being a being the person who does that type of thing. Um, I would go out there and I would look at that type of thing. Um, yeah. That's And then I would also look at non-traditional places. So yeah. um, the market in Pasadena is going to be massively saturated with some of the most talented people that live on this planet. The market yeah. in like Bozeman, Montana, <laughs> not so much. Right. Yeah. And so I would also I would also look at some less expensive places to live, because if you make you make forty five thousand dollars in eastern Idaho, um, that's that's more money than making one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in New York. You know, and so there 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 are those type of things. People will hire you based on based on two things. And, and Josh and Scott have both kind of touched on this, but they will hire you based on um, can you do the job well? And are you easy to work with? And yeah. if you can do the job well and you're easy to work with, then that's 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 all you need to do. And so here's what I tell students that are looking for a job. And and every semester I've got, every semester I've got several hundred students that are kind of like moving on, you know, from my department. And I know 50 of them, you know, or whatever, that are graduating. And uh, and the thing that I say is, you need to. Um, Companies are risk-adverse. And so if you look at it, every time a company hires, like if Josh is looking to hire somebody, he is very literally risking his job. He's putting his name on the line for the decision of that person. It's a risky situation. And everything that you've heard Josh say about a hire, you could you could couch it. You could change it into a risk. So he's mitigating risk. When I used to hire people, I needed to make sure that that was not going to be a mistake because you spend political capital inside of a company when you make decisions and if that pays off then it pays back in dividends and you get more political capital but if you if you like go to bat for somebody and they turn out to be the biggest crap you know designer ever or a huge jerk or whatever then that's not just on them that's also on you because you made that call so here's the thing yeah. if you look at what are the risks stopping people from hiring you And then you just do what venture capitalists do, right? So if I'm a company, I'm a startup or whatever, um, one of the big risks is that I'm unknown, right? And so what do you do? You become known, right? One of the big risks is that, um, you know, like I, I don't know where the direction is going or whatever. So what do you do? You come up with a vision statement and you do things to do that. So basically what you do as a person, think about what it is that's risky about you. Is it your portfolio? Then you need to spend several months just getting a killer portfolio, Is it your networking? Then you need to spend several months like starting to meet people and helping people and going to Drink and Draws and going to networking events and becoming a member of the IGAA and becoming all of this stuff. You know, go down the list and say, is it your school, right? And if it is your school, you don't necessarily have to go to $60,000 in debt Um, but are there other things that can compensate and overcome that risk? For example, like what is it that school represents? It represents that you can do hard things that you can follow instructions that you have some classical training, like go, go show that you can do and have those things. And you can do that stuff for free on your own. Right. And Scott is a great example of that. Like, I don't think, uh, I don't think my masters like Trump Scott's experience at all. Like Scott, Scott shows up with his portfolio and it's like, that eliminates all of the risks, um, that, that you just, just, you can just look at it and you can see the depth of it. And you can say that eliminates all the risks that, that somebody might have with somebody who, you know, doesn't have a degree or whatever. And so you, and each of us has different risks. So do it real good. If you, if you've ever heard of like SWAT analysis, um, strengths, opportunity or strength, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, do a SWOT analysis on yourself. Where are you strong? Where are you weak? Where are the opportunities that you can turn weak things into strong things? And where are the threats or otherwise where are the risks? And if you yeah. can start to move into those those strength and opportunity categories and away from those weaknesses and threat categories, you're just going to continue to incrementally increase your chance of landing a job.
0: 100%. And And also just to tack onto that, what Scott was saying earlier too, I wanted to highlight that because he was talking about um, and, and I think he even joked like Josh doesn't may not want you to hear this, but, but they may say not to contact them, but contact them, dude, I, I cannot say how much follow through says in a hiring situation. So like if, if you just go on like ZipRecruiter and send out your portfolio through there um, and, and your resume and you just blindly cross your fingers, and you do like a generic cover letter where you just plug in the name of the company, right? <laughs> um, you are joining the league of everybody else. But if you send a postcard, that's like, Hey, following up, like you follow up, you follow through, you like not only signal to, cause you're signaling to a lot of people in a hiring process at any large organization, um, mid to large, um, which are generally going to be the people who who pay a little better. Although I do think a lot of the time, the small companies like can be surprising with that. So like, keep that in mind too. But if you're doing mid to large, um, keep in mind, like you're going through the process of like, if you are applying to an art director, there's usually a boss above them, right. Who needs to approve any hiring decisions. Um, There's also usually HR as like a filter also between you and them and between them and their boss. Right. And that HR is equally important in the hiring process. So doing follow-ups is like candy to an HR representative. They're like, this person really wants the job. Yeah. And all HR is concerned about, like when it comes to creative, most of the time has nothing to do with portfolio. It has everything to do with: Are you going to be a nightmare to work with? Are you going to create liability?
1: Yeah. Right. Right. Uh,
0: so follow through and following up shows, like once again, like capping onto what Corey was saying, it sh- it mitigates the risk of somebody's going to drop the ball and not follow through and doesn't really want the job and is going to leave the second they get a better offer. Like that's that's the big that's a big fear too. That's the overqualified thing. That's the conundrum I always end up in. Like at at the point I'm at in my career, I think where Scott's at in his career, that's probably the big thing we're gonna hit. Is like, you know, people who are like, "Well, you've worked for like this long. Like, what's to stop you from just taking a better gig <laughs> when you get it?" Yeah, and it's a fair worry, like, um, because we're we're experienced, and so like, why wouldn't we take the better off? It, it is like a it's it's a weird. It's a weird situation to be in, but like I said, um, it's all about mitigating risk and, and showing follow through also can mitigate that risk. The idea of somebody being like, well, maybe they'll take this gig and then go on to the next. Well, if you're sending a postcard, if you're like you've done your research on the company, you've, you show that you have a little bit of interest in it, um, at least to the point. Not, I'm not saying like you need to like know everything about it. You'd be surprised how little people do that. So that's that's it's just doing a little more than just clicking on an algorithm because here's the thing why do people why well, the whole thing started with like monster right why do people use monster because it's a convenient way to like do a scatter shot the downside of a scatter shot is you don't hit targets as often as if you see a target you aim and you just shoot with one bullet you're going to have a much better likelihood of hitting that target than just a random
2: scatter shot. And so for the person applying for jobs, Yeah, yeah. that's what you're getting at.
1: So, so I want to, I want to talk about that just for, just for a couple seconds here. There's a, there's a few ideas that I don't know that a lot of people really do. Um, Networking is networking is different than a lot of people think. Networking is who you help. Networking is not um, the situation. And so in a lot of situations, and I think this is, this is still the case, but I don't think it's as much the case as a lot of people think it is. Um, it's kind of who you know, you know, and if you're born in with a silver spoon in your mouth, then your whole life is going to be great, right? But the fact of the matter is that you can actually get to know people, right? Yeah. And so go to your go to your local chamber of commerce, and just yeah. and just say, hey, these are some skills I'd like to, I'd like to help. Let me let me help this community because you know who works at the chamber of commerce all of the business owners that want to like make the community better, make make the business environment for that city or that principality better. And you start to get in with them. And then you say, Hey, by the way, I'm just, I'm just, you know, looking for anything. Does anybody know anybody? Well, you know what? The, the radio salesman who's like the vice president of the chamber of commerce or something uh, every single one of his clients that he sells ads to is a potential employer for you, you know, or, or whatever. And so do that. And then join professional organizations become a member of professional organizations and go to their training. One, one that a lot of people don't think about when you're talking about art is, is become a member of, become a member of like the American advertising federation. There's, there's a chapter in almost every city. And I know that because there's a chapter in the city that I live in where there's 30,000 people that live here and there's nobody else that lives here for like 20 miles. Um, And so like there's, American American Fedder, American Advertising Federation AAF. They have student chapters. Yeah. They've got professional chapters. And usually, things like that, organizations like that, that graphic design, AGA, uh, the the children's book illustration one, uh, Squibby or whatever those are. Every single one of those, they have get-togethers. They get together at the library once a month. They, uh, the the one here, they they get together at like a different diner, and they have some burgers, and they have a speaker, and everybody's yeah. there, and you can get on the board, and you can say, hey, uh, I just want to, I just want to help out. Let me know, I'll I'll design all your emails, right, yeah. um, or whatever. And you do that type of thing, and the people that you are helping, the people that you are helping, and the people that you're doing things with, are the people who know everybody in the community, right? And so you don't necessarily have to be like. I'm a fourth-generation pioneer, and my great-great-grandpappy, he founded this town, right? You can actually just move to a place and join organizations and start helping people, and then they're going to be like, hey, you know, I actually really liked what that, that animation that that guy did on the website, or I really enjoyed the flyer that that guy put together, um, you know, or, or whatever. Or the fact that you're not winning, like, com arts, you know, or, or you know, whatever Um, you know national trade illustration magazines that doesn't really matter that much because you know what Uh, locally you can I mean in smaller cities and and I'm not saying this to be insulting it is not hard to sweep an award ceremony um, you know for some of these organizations like I showed up I showed up as a nobody um, and I, I took home took home all this glass and uh, and everybody's like, who is that guy? And then all of a sudden I started to get to know everybody because I was the guy that did that dimensional mailer. I was the guy that did that animation. I was the guy that did that short film. I was the guy that did that yeah. thing. And it's like, he did all of those things? And it's like, yeah, yeah. because I happens to be like the media guy at that unknown B2B company that nobody has any idea what they do, but they employ 53 people, you know, or whatever. Yep. And so like... Kind of doing that and networking um, is kind of how you get to that. So it's 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 one of those things where it's like, you know, that thing that it's who you know is true, um, but it's not a fixed position. And I, I think a lot of people, a lot of people feel like, well, I don't know the right people. And that is the end of that sentence. And it's like, no, it should be. I don't know the right people, comma. So I'm going to do the following things.
0: Yeah. And 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 when you're engaging that too with other artists, like one of the best ways to do that is just sincerely show interest in other artists. I I have a friend who does single panel comics, and uh, and um, it you know in that world, like being in the New Yorker is the t- the the top of the game. Like it's it's close to impossible to get into. And that friend was in the NCS. Uh dreamed of being in the new yorker but didn't befriend everybody in the ncs who was in the new yorker because he wanted to be in the new yorker he just sincerely admired their work and liked hanging out with them right but by doing that they gave him some tips and half a year later he got in the new yorker and he's now a new yorker cartoonist like he's continually in the new yorker so he had applied and submitted to the new yorker before and just gotten rejection 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 magically gets in the new yorker he didn't get in the new yorker because they handed him the way he got in the new yorker because he talked to people who did it who gave him some tips because they know because they've done it so that's that like there's a huge um a, a huge advantage to not only networking, but also being a sponge and not a transparent sponge, like where you're just like, Hey, give me your work and your clients. Cause then that, that networking. people will be like, don't hang out with that guy. Like all he wants is hookups, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and I, and I can say that cause I've been that guy. Like, I mean, I know what it's like when you get out of college and you're hungry and I know what it's like if you like lose a job and you're hungry, like you need that work. And so you're like, I, I need connections so I can get that work. But you got to kind of quell that and just kind of enjoy people. And like Corey was saying, be helpful, like offer to help out, offer to like, you know, assist, offer to pinch hit. Um, some of my earliest illustration work was like uh, one of my teachers got overloaded with a bunch of coloring book illustrations, really good friend of mine now. But at the time, just a, a teacher who listened to music I liked and, we talked about punk rock and we were friends and he got overloaded with work and he had me ghost and just do ghost illustrations. Cause he's like, dude, I don't know how I'm going to get these done. And I was like, dude, I'll, I'll, I'll take them. And he was like, yeah, okay. I can kick you this much. And I'm like, okay, great. Like that works. And I knocked it out and then he threw me more work. And, and through that I learned more about digital coloring too. Cause some of it was like shadow work for like bongo stuff. And like, that that didn't happen because, like, that's a sincere friend of mine. And half of it, I mean, a good example, too. Scott and Corey are collaborating on a job, right? And how that happened was Corey has, like, this amazing skill and, at animation in After Effects. And so, like, because we're friends, like, anytime I'm in a position where I'm going to need somebody with that skill set, why would I look? Like I'm not gonna look anywhere else. I'd just be like, "Oh, dude, Corey can do that." You know, like there's no way I'm gonna like look at anyone else before Corey because Corey's a friend and he can do it really well. But why? Now, well, why do you guys know that I can do that? Because you've you've done it. Like, it, and part of it's but just working on your own personal projects and then being in a, in a in a um like a hangout situation. Like, you know what I
1: mean? So that's so. so that's to, yeah, to, tack, to tack onto that, I think this is super important. Yeah. Um, people that are trying to get work feel like money validates their experience and it doesn't. Money no. doesn't validate your experience. The work that you create and the time period that you create it and the quality that it's created at and the message yeah. that it sends validates your experience. And so if you want to do a certain type of work, then you you take on you you create personal projects and take yourself on as a client, make that work and share it publicly. Um, I mean, literally, one of the reasons that I one of the reasons that I did the um, the animation and the video for the Kickstarter project for for the anthology was because I wanted um, a live action animation mix in my portfolio to be able to show like here's something that I can do I can do. Raster illustration, vector illustration, raster and vector animation in a live action setting. That was something I specifically set out to do because I could have done that any number of ways. And you know how much I got paid for that? Nothing. And it took me a while and it was super hard. Share that publicly. And now people are like, oh yeah, I know a dude who does that. But if I just either never did it and I was like, oh, I just can't get a client that wants to pay me to animate or whatever, um, then you know, I'm never going to do it. The other thing is sharing it publicly and tagging people and, and use like geolocation tags, right? Like get on, get on Instagram and do incredible work and then use the geolocation of the city that you're in to show off the incredible work that you're doing. And then people that are like kind of scanning through, they'll be like, oh, they're in my town. They live like yeah. they live here. This is great. I'm going to figure out how to get a hold of them.
2: Yeah. And to answer, I mean, Josh's question, why, you know, I I reached out to Corey first was exactly one of the things was that that video that you did for the Kickstarter, because it was so involved and there's so many aspects of it. I knew that, that you could do it. Plus the intro to this show. If you watch, if you're. Not on the podcast, but if, you're, if you've ever seen the intro of this show, yes. the little bugs that come in, all the stuff that, that Corey's done, I just knew for a fact that he could do it. And I know just because he's a friend and because I've talked with him, because I've actually not really professionally worked with him, but just like on our trips to like when we went to Creative South, I know just the back and forth, him helping come up with ideas and things and us kicking around ideas I just knew that he was going to be the perfect person for this project. I mean, there was no other person I would even consider.
0: Yeah. And I think, I think that's something to, to really put out there, like to anybody listening to this, it might be kind of like maybe skeptical or something about the networking thing. And like, yeah, but I'm an artist and I want to just draw. And like, so what if I'm a loner or something like that? Like we're all loners, like at the end of the day, but something to think about is just if you stop right now and just think if I were in a hiring position at a job where my ass was on the line who of my friends would I hire and you're gonna actually have friends that you're like nope 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 because why because like oh so-and-so is really talented but they they never finish projects boom out right because I'm like do I want to work with somebody who's talented but doesn't hit deadlines nope do I want to work with somebody who's talented but has a bad attitude? Nope. Do I, right? Do I want to work with, like, like it, you're going to have a lot of nopes, but you're also going to have these people stand out. And those qualities that make those people, whoever comes to mind for who, whoever's listening, the, the person you'd be like, yeah, they're a sure hire. Ask yourself why and then really try to step back and go, do I have those qualities? Like, do I deliver? Do I make art? best of my ability on every project I'm doing right because if you're doing that th- and you have friends <laughs> um even if they're not in art like that's another thing a huge thing like um especially early on in freelance I got thrown work from friends who were talking to someone and that person's like oh, I'm just having a tr- difficulty finding somebody to illustrate my book cover and they were like oh dude Josh is like so good at that kind of thing and that would throw me work, like it. It it really is. It's not the end all be all, but it's definitely something to kind of get you cutting through. Like the, But the key thing, like even in that scenario, even with friends, it's still about portfolio. Because yeah. if your portfolio, and, and I think anybody who's like in the chats or listening to this, if they're really honest about it, if their job was on the line, and they had to swear by the portfolio of their friend like that's what you got to think about because it's like that that's one of those moments of where you might be like well we're friends but and that's where it's like i think you know like a a good example like kevin i worked with kevin i i hired him on why wouldn't i hire kevin
2: yeah sorry (laughs) no i'm just this is all great stuff i just know i think this needs to be like a two-parter to be honest. Finish your thought, Josh, and we probably should wrap it up. I mean, yeah. show your channel, but, you know, I think I, we could, because we could go on and on. on no, this. I,
0: I, got, I got work tomorrow too, and I got a panel to ink. Okay. Um, yeah, but, yeah, so just, I was just basically saying, like, Kevin somebody I would hire because he's reliable, he's professional, he's, like, him and I have worked on projects together, and he always delivers. Never had him flake on me. So it's, like, there, there's a lot of, like, important reasons that that was the person who came to mind that had nothing to do with friendship. The friendship just happened to be like cool because it's like also who doesn't want to work with their friends, you know? So that's, that's the kind of takeaway I guess is like, I hope that was helpful. I know that was really long. Um, So, all right, so let's wrap it up. Um, You're on my channel, you know, where to find me. If you haven't yet, you should hit the bell and the subscribe button. And uh you should also head over to um the hundred days of making comics Kickstarter and support it. So yeah.
2: there's the link for that, Josh?
0: Um, off the top of my head, is it hundred days of making comics Oh, so bad. My brain is actually fried, so I can't
2: well, uh, you, gotta, you gotta do your your own link too, but let's see. Yeah, it's 100 days of Maiden comics. Forward slash, what, Josh?
0: Josh K. Um, actually, S- Scott. Uh, oh my gosh, my brain. Is it Scott S.
2: or is and it? I'm Circland. But oh, it's under Circland. It's surf- on your channel, so you take you take you take the uh, the credit. I'll, for
0: this I'll one. take it. We're being friendly and sharing. Um, although I don't know if that friendliness is going to extend. Corey, where can people find
1: it? <laughs> Uh, in the chat, so you can see that I've just posted a link: a hundred days of making comics dot com slash Corey K. Yeah, I love it. It doesn't matter at this point. Uh, it's it's funded. It's doing great. Um, we've hit some stretch goals, and uh, and if you just well, haven't if you haven't gotten a book, you should get a book. Like it's just awesome. So
2: yeah, we need to hit that main stretch goal. We've got another stretch goal. We got to hit. We have to hit this one. So
1: oh, have we not hit the poster stretch goal? Oh,
2: we haven't hit that
1: yet. Oh, we're close that. though. Yeah, you guys are gonna want the poster. I
2: think, I think we got let's see, let me look here. Um, we're not we're not super close. Let's let me see. Hold on. Me... We're
0: about four hundred dollars away.
2: Yeah, that sounds about right. So uh,
0: we need we need like a couple more people to join in and back this thing. And and the thing is you won't regret it because that poster is freaking beautiful so um
2: you have to get this poster so I'm, yeah
0: Karen lewis bonfiglio did this beautiful like amazing poster and you just yeah you guys at least go to the website and check it out it's it's definitely worth uh, worth checking out yeah
1: yeah cool all right we'll see everybody in a couple of days
2: all right bye all right.